The Heroes and Villains podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything in the SGPN Store. DGENs assemble. Welcome to Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Andrew, the TD King. Rob. How we doing, sir? Great, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. We're here. We're talking football. We're going to be talking uh, quarterbacks tonight. Feeling pretty good about it. We're going to be rolling through our first Heroes and Villains segment. If you're not sure what that means, think back to you. Think to Enrique. Always think Enrique when you're looking for a hero. Uh, but think back to last summer uh, when Andrew and Emerson were doing uh, Trash or Treasure, Think Buy or Sell. We're rolling through some popular names tonight, uh, some names that were brought to us from some of our fans and listeners that we want to you know, bring to the forefront, draw some more attention in, hone in on the quarterback conversation. We've got the draft next week. It's going to be an awesome time over here at SGPN. Be sure to come and ride with us. We're going to have a live mock Next Wednesday, we're going to have a live draft show on the Mothership on uh, Sean and Ryan's show on Thursday. So a lot to get into uh, tonight and in the in the upcoming week. So very, very excited. Uh, Andrew, are you working on anything recently you'd like to uh, have the fans uh, check in on? Uh, last week, my Villains uh, ADP article uh, did drop. So hopefully, if you haven't checked that out, you can go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com under the Fantasy tab. Go just click on Fantasy Football. It'll bring up articles and that I dropped last Friday. Um, also, not not really fantasy related, but uh, in the coming week or week and a half here, I will also be dropping some betting uh, advice on nice. uh, division winners. So, uh, yeah. So, outside of that, uh, I think that's it's really the only thing currently right now outside of, you know, just plotting how I'm going to win Best Ball Mania 4. Get in line, buddy. Get in line. <laughs> no, really, like not just me, like everybody else, you know, all, <laughs> all of us DGens out there that, that are getting ready for the big buy-in, you know. You got to save up a little bit extra from the week, you know, $20 buy-in, you know, it's nothing to shoe around, you know. You want to make sure you got that extra time. Um, these are not multitasking drafts, folks. Like this is get in, focus on the board, get to work, Find your heroes and stay away from villains. All right, let's dive into it. Andrew, first guy up here. We're looking at your quarterback nine. He goes by the name Deshaun Watson, hero or villain this season. And by the way, listeners, this could be anything from ADP to just your gut feeling, right? Like, oh, the team's going to do X, Y, and Z. They're going to be a high-flying offense, whatever it is. ADP, skill set, position rank. Let me hear it. Deshaun Watson, hero or villain? I am probably one of the only people that I currently hear talking uh, nicely about Deshaun Watson. I think he is a fantasy hero as quarterback nine. I think he can finish as quarterback five, four, somewhere in there if everything goes right for them. Uh, you know, the case for him is he can't be as bad as last year, man. Like he was awful when he came back, but, you know, there was circumstances, right? He was obviously suspended because he's a 
not so nice off field, uh, you know, person. So Robinson, you're trying issues. to seduce me. <laughs> he, he had some issues, right? So he didn't really get an off season with the team. Didn't, you know, get to get antiquated with the offensive scheme. So I think a lot of that stuff hurt him, obviously, right? This year, it's completely different. He has an offseason with the team. He can work with Amari Cooper, a DPJ, uh, the new addition of Elijah Moore. So I think there's a lot of good moving parts for him. I do think that they are going to actually throw the ball a little bit more than people think that they will. Obviously, they have mm -hmm. Nick Chubb there, but you know, really behind him, it's Jerome Ford and a bunch of nonsense. So I, I don't see them running the ball a ton. You know, they don't want to kill Nick Chubb right out of the gate. So I think they're going to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, he has great pass catchers. I mean, I didn't even mention David Njoku. So mm -hmm. the, if he can fix the downfield <clears throat> issue, you know, last year when he was throwing downfield, it was not very good. So he needs to work on that a little bit. But I do think that'll come with the offseason. So for me, it's QB9, potential QB5 upside. He's a fantasy uh, hero in my eyes. First flag thrown. Oh, jeez, That's a challenge on the play. <clears throat> Spotify watchers, Apple watchers, listeners, I should say. I just threw the red flag at Andrew. That's a challenge. He's a villain, Andrew. He's the man's a damn villain. I don't know what to tell you, all right? Off the field, on the field. It's not to say he can't help your fantasy football team, right? He has a skill set. He can pass. He can run. I just don't love the Browns. For me, this team is going to revolve around Nick Chubb. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. They just moved on from Kareem Hunt and Dernis Johnson. I do believe they draft another running back with that third pick. It's really what the offense is missing right now. They have a good offensive line, and I just think that everything, you know, the path to them leading the division, winning a lot of games, I don't think it has to do with Deshaun Watson overperforming at the quarterback position because I'm just not buying it. I have him at the same ADP as I do Russell Wilson from last year at quarterback 15, and that one spot actually had a Russell Wilson for this year. I still have him at quarterback 16. That's neither here nor there. I just don't trust it. When you look at the the production from last season, you'll see, you know, only two games with multiple passing touchdowns. And I think that's going to be the case. Like I, I think like his ceiling is probably a couple of touchdowns a game passing, maybe one in the rushing game, but I just don't see that in the red zone. Like I don't see him being a viable threat down low when you have a Nick Chubb. And I, me personally, I'm expecting them to grab a third round running back stud like a Roshan Johnson. You know, I feel like he would be a huge asset in that backfield. And don't be surprised if Jerome Ford gets some run. We've seen this offense utilize multiple running backs many times throughout the season. So don't be surprised if you see a Jerome Ford get on the field, get sprinkling in some touches as well. You had mentioned the weapons around him. I like the weapons more than him, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but I also, you know, am suspect, of course, always of Amari Cooper's health. If he was to have a down year, Man, or not play, you know, 80%, 50% of the games, I think that's definitely going to hurt Deshaun Watson's value because you look at the other receivers, who's going to be a big downfield from other than Amari Cooper? Oh, I mean, it could be DPJ. Uh, you know, that that's kind of his his stick. People think it could be Elijah Moore. Um, I mean, that's, that's a better answer, I feel yeah, like, I than DPJ. I do as well. Uh, you know, I think Elijah Moore is a better um, deep threat than DPJ. But, uh, you know, I see a lot of talk of people think Elijah Moore is just going to get stuck in the slot, which if you go back and look at his stats, he's more of a downfield guy than a right. slot guy. So I personally think DPJ would be better off suited in the slot. Um, Elijah Moore has a body for it, I think, but he hasn't been that guy yet uh, right. in his career. So I'm, I'm doubtful that he's going to really stick, just be stuck in the slot.
Well, I think that he'll get more priority in the offense than he did with the Jets, you know, playing in Cleveland. And I do think that it's very good that he's playing behind a receiver like Amari Cooper and kind of middling with a DPJ. But I think that if Amari Cooper were to be injured or were to miss significant time, I do not trust Elijah Moore or DPJ as wide receiver ones. Getting that type of coverage from opposing defenses, being prioritized like that in the offense, I see more opportunities for drops. I see more opportunities for miscalculations on throws and things like that just just because they don't have the same talent level as Amari Cooper. They could also go out and make a flashy purchase at the wide receiver position in the draft or pick up some sneaky veteran, you know, after the draft after, you know, the smoke settles, but until something like that happens, like for example, if they went out and got DeAndre Hopkins, if they landed him, by 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 all means and rights, I have to take this back. I have to eat some crow here. I have to eat my words, right? Because that's going to be a much more elevated offense if you add another, you know, high, you know, top wide receiver option. I'll, I'll definitely take that back. I'll pick up the flag. Absolutely. Anything yeah. else on Deshaun Watson before we move on to our next guy? Nope. Uh, we'll 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 uh, talk about this again closer to uh, opening of the season and, and see where you feel. That's fair. That's fair. I hey, you send the prop bets. I'm ready. I am ready for prop bet season. Let's ride. Let's go. Before we do, let's be sure to uh, check in with Underdog here, big uh, um, supporter of the show. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what what's a better way to, to get down other than player props, parlays, um, than at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they also already got NFL best ball drafts with guaranteed half a million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Uh, other other than my like reading ability, I, I really got to fix that uh, that right up there. That was that was throwing me for a loop. Sorry there, underdog. Preach, preach the Bible of underdog always. So that's all that we can say. Only nice things about them. All right, who is your next guy up here, Andrew? Who's your next hero or villain candidate? Uh, let's, uh, you know what? Let's go Geno Smith. Let's talk about him. And I, I'd like to give okay. you the floor first on Geno Smith. I'm going to go hero here. I love his ADP. I love the offense. We saw great things from him last year. Even if this team was to draft a quarterback, I'm going to feel really good about Geno Smith starting the year. Do you have his underdog ranking pulled up by chance? Uh, so I pulled up from March 18th, which was still during the, the big board. Uh, obviously, fine. you know, the ADP with the super flex is, is wonky, right? So mm-hmm. Geno Smith was listed as... I'm just looking for his quarterback rating. He was QB 18 at the time. Oh, I, I love it. I have him currently ranked as QB 15. Where do you have him ranked? I don't have my rankings, up, but I think you have him up in front of you. Uh, I don't. I, have, I, I just mine. have mine up. Hold on. I can get ours, though. Well, they're on the same page, bud. The, they're not. I'm on my published page. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> Look at you. Just in case I want to, you know, correct myself and ch- make any changes. Let me pull ours up here real quick. No, I got it. <clears throat> I got it right here. I'm going to tell you in like two seconds. Gino, I got him at 14. I am the highest on him of you, me, and Emerson. I, what's not to like about this offense? you got a great running back in Kenneth Walker. You've got two really good receivers that complement each other, maybe better than any other uh, wide receiver duo in the NFL in Metcalf and Lockett. Low A dot, high A dot, big body, mid-size receiver. Like they, they go back and forth very well with each other and complement the, the playbook so well. I think they draft another receiver maybe in the second or third round, and I think Geno Smith is going to have another very healthy target um, to target. 
couldn't pivot off of that. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I don't know really what's not to like, other than you just taking into consideration he, his his past tra- transgressions. Like, if you want to say that it's a flash in the pan, that's fine. Th- that happens. Like that happens in the NFL all the time. We see guys come out of nowhere and then falter. So the bet has to be that he's just not good. And last year was a mistake. It was an anomaly. And I don't buy that. Not from what I saw from him, not how accurate he was. You know, the looks were there downfield, short passing game. Um, I, I think he may have been like the, the highest uh, or most accurate per volume quarterback last season. I'd have to look that up, but he was way up there. Yeah, I think the the thing for me with Gino is that he did really well to start of the season up through the middle, and mm-hmm. at the end of the year, he faltered, right? Uh, I mean, sure. it's because all, people got more tape on him, you know, with this offense and just kind of started to figure him out. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, we saw that if you put pr- a lot of pressure on Gino, um, he's not super accurate. You know, he, his decision making is lacking. I, I honestly like I think he's like a fantasy civilian. He's he's a little oh. bit of both for me. Oh, he's he, he's like about as dead smack in the middle as you can come, um, you know, in my eyes. I think he so, has the anti hero. Walter White was a civilian. Yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, his potential with the offense is is good. Right. But what he also could do is become, you know, QB 24, right? Like he, he could fall very easily in this offense. If he Carroll goes back to just wanting to run the ball a lot and keep it out of Geno Smith's hands. If he's, if he starts off the year, not very good. There's a a scenario where uh, Pete Carroll just kind of shuts him down a little bit. Right. So that it's, it's concerning. Um, They let him do what they never let Russ do last year. I don't know. Was that just a dig at Russ? And they're like, Hey man, you wanted to cook? Nah. We got Gino now. He's the chef. He's gonna cook. So I'm I'm concerned. Gino was much better. He looked so much better he, than Russ last year. He he did. Yeah. And and, and again, you know, last year that's <clears throat> I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, how much can we blame him for, for the Russ issue? Right. And well, you can't so you can blame him, but you can't say that he throws passes. So that's true. Very true. Yes. And I did uh, you know, I had a nice bet going for a seven leg parlay that Russ just completely missed Javante Williams open. So I won't even get into how, how he just misses people. But anyway, um, so yeah, Gino, there's a case for for both, and I think there's a strong case for both. He obviously what he did last year, beginning of the season. If he has a whole season like that, you know, it's lights out. He's he's top eight, right? Um, but if he does what he did at the end of the year, then he's going to really falter. So I think there's a case for both. So he's kind of smack dab in the middle. Let's call him mm-hmm. fantasy or yeah, uh, the anti-hero. I like that. I mean, I, I again, I think he's a hero, especially based on his ADP, the way that you're able to stack him in best ball. And I don't really see a big differentiation between his value in like dynasty or redraft from best ball rankings. Like I feel like he's going in a very middled area still and people are discounting him because again, it's past transgressions. It's not last season. If you look at last season, he should be drafted as a top 10 QB, but you don't have that trust. You don't have that level of confidence because it's just one year. It's just, it's just, it's just one year. People could have said the same thing after Russ Wilson's uh, rookie season, right? Oh, it's just one year. But I felt like Gino had the best opportunity that he's had, potentially even the best weapons that he's had since he's been in the league. And I, I really like this offense, especially with less uh, Russ Wilson. It's a good, it's a good, good deal. Maybe he was the problem. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? Like geez. he was there the year before and did Dinky do? He was terrible. Maybe he was the problem. Pete Carroll did just fine with a guy that people considered a, a sofa QB. Some dude just off his couch getting on the field. I mean, even the start of last season, people disrespected Geno Smith. It's true. All right, let's move on. My next guy, 
potentially on the move here. He's definitely a popular and polarizing name in the fantasy streets. That's Mr. Traymond Lance of the uh, of the San Francisco 49ers. Or is it of the San Francisco 49ers? His name is being shopped around the NFL right now, Andrew. You have him at quarterback 19. I've got him at quarterback 25. So I think we understand you know, my potential take on the hero or villain situation here. Before I get your hero or villain take, do you think he plays week one for the San Francisco 49ers or the field? And if so, the field, best landing spots. Ooh. Uh, I've got two. I, I would say, oh my man, it's so tough because like are the nine, in my mind, I, I don't think he plays for the Niners, but the issue okay. is, is okay. anyone going to give the Niners what they think they need to get back for Trey Lance after what they no. gave up for him? Right. No. So like, are they you really just going to, you know, essentially bite their lip and just take what they can get and, and just get rid of them? That's that's where I'm not sure. Uh, so I, I do think he plays for another team, but it's it's a long way away that that happens. As far as who we could play for, I don't not, I'm not a Trey Lance truther, so I'm I haven't really given it a whole lot of thought. Where do you think he goes? And maybe I'll agree with you. So the two teams that I have down are the two teams that I believe could potentially move up for pick three. And that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are publicly rumored uh, for Trey Lance. They're they're publicly uh, rumored, connected, whatever language you want to use, right? Now, I think the Bucs could be sneaky because, again, I just can't buy in that Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield is the answer. I can't do it. I'm grinding my teeth while, while, while saying that because I just can't believe it. You know, So I like those two to be in the market because, obviously, pick three is going to be a lot more expensive than Trey Lance, who was you know pick three a couple years back, right? So I feel like they could get into the mix. Are they going to give the 49ers what they want, full cost? Nobody is, right? So maybe they can work something out. I do think that a Ryan Tannehill move could be the play here. Trey Lance, Ryan Tannehill, some pick and talent swaps, make it clean, make it, you know, fair for both sides. And I think, you know, Tannehill could be, you know, the father figure to uh, the beloved son that is Brock Purdy. And then, you know, the hateful adopted son in Samuel Darnold. So I, I think that could be a nice little threesome group there while they try to figure things out. Um, Cause while they, yeah, they did bring in Sam Darnold, I just don't think from a scouting or coaching perspective, you're like, yeah, let's get this guy on the field week one. Like he's our ace in the hole. No, that's, that's, that's not the case. That's not the case for me. And then that's just, that's just my opinion about it. I think it's interesting that you're putting Sam Darnold potentially with the reuniting of, you know, CMC, I think like, Oh yeah, well we've seen him be able to get him the ball, right? Like we know Sam Darnold can at least get the ball to CMC. Um, but I'm in the favor that they're going to move on for him. They're going to ride with Bur Brock Purdy, excuse me, whether he's healthy or not. And they may fill in the gaps to, you know, wait on Brock, right? They're, they're saying like, they're optimistic that he's, he's playing next season at some point that he's going to play next year. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. We got to get Sebastian on for that, for that conversation. But if that's the case, if they're expecting him even by week eight, I think that's the move. Like you have to get off of Lance. Like what's the point? Cause if you're going to ride with Brock and Lance goes out there and balls out now, what are you doing now? You got real, now you got real problems. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the potential of him going to Tampa Bay? I like you think that's a, a you think that's potential. I mean, I think there's potential there because of the situation that they're in. And I don't know if they are going to be able to land the quarterback that they want. They they could move up too. I like I said, I've had I those two picks are because I believe that those two teams are going to want to move up on draft night, 
if they don't, because that cost will be high, go for the lower hanging fruit in Trey Lance, giving up what yeah, I don't want to say a second round pick because I don't think I don't know if he's actually worth that, but whatever. Later picks that aren't aren't first round picks. Like there's no way you're if they got back one or even a second, like that's a that's a done deal in my eyes, in, in my in my opinion. Yeah. And then they have no commitment to Ryan Tannehill. Like, hey man, we just trade for you. We need you to come in and bridge this uh this gap here between you and Purdy. Maybe you can win some games. If not, we've got this kid named Sam that, you know, as he's been carrying the waters and we might let him play. Yeah, as long as he doesn't go to the commanders, that's that's what I'm worried about. I don't think so. Uh, I, I, I don't think so either, but I, I, I don't yeah. do with Trey Lance. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. There's so, a, you know, just just looking for, not a hero for me, excuse me. He's a he is a villain, Mr. Mr. Trey Lance. Oh uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I have him ranked as nineteen, but uh, he's still a villain at that for me. Um, you know, there are a couple teams I'm I'm looking at here that would be potentially interesting. I'm not sure if Bill Belichick would want to mess with him, but obviously no. they don't seem to be in love with Mac Jones. No. Um, you know, Green Bay, are they really just gonna roll out Jordan Love? You know, after they have him for so long, uh, are they interested in all? One, though, galaxy braining here, just kind of looking at it. I saw a report that Tua said he was contemplating or he had contemplated retirement. You know, well, I think I think that he had to con- contemplate it because his, he was probably having one too many discussions with his mother about, no, I'm fine. Concussions aren't real. Like they're not real in our religion, mom, you know, whatever he had to preach to her, but. <laughs> Like I'm sure that his group around him, his entourage, his his people, his homeboys, people he calls friends, family, whatever, they're all telling him like, "Hey, man, like football's awesome, but you know, felt like you were almost Demar Hamlin a few times last season. Like you know, felt like we were going to be carrying you home on on the stretcher, or that you weren't going to be getting up. When I saw your hands do what they did, sorry, son, sorry, friend, sorry, brother, I freaked out a little bit. You know, like that was a little concerning. So I'm sure those conversations are happening, but I I just don't think that he. I don't think that he does it. I, I just don't see it. No, but I mean, with the NFL, how conscious it is of uh, concussions nowadays, another one of those bad hits like that, you're going to kick him he's out? out, you know, they're, like they, Hey, they uh, I'm sorry. The NFL is closed today to a like <laughs> later. Like I, they can't do that. They can't do that. I don't care how progressive they are. They can't kick a player out. He still has to pass physical. As long as he passes a physical, he's good. So if he's in concern for that, then oh, shit, like, that's not good. Like, I guess that is a real problem. A, then. It, galaxy braining it. I mean, he could potentially uh, be a fit in Miami as well. I mean, him and Tua, you know, I, Tua I takes like the great hit. Mike White personally. Uh, yeah, but he, he's like he's like Taylor Heineke. He's he's good for you for a little bit, but he's no, not. He's a much much guy. taller than Taylor Heineke. <laughs> he can yeah, see downfield. He, he's no franchise guy. No, I don't know. But like, you know. Josh McCown wasn't a franchise guy and he played some hero ball for the bears. You know what I'm saying? Like Taylor Heineke is not a franchise guy, but he played some hero ball. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, again, like it's hard for me to really place Trey Lance somewhere because I'm I'm not even convinced that he's good. So it's like, do I really want him to go anywhere? Like people were saying about the Texans today. I saw someone said, no, the Texans offer 12 for Trey Lance. Who says no? And I said, the Texans, they're going to say, psych. yeah, why the why would they want to do, do that? that? Yeah, no, I, they're going to take so, they're going to laugh at the fucking Panthers for taking Bryce Young. And they're like, thanks. Appreciate you. Yeah. So it's I think this discussion is to be continued because we need to really see what happens with him, where he goes or if he stays on the Niners, then it'll give us a little bit uh, more, uh, you know, to talk about. No, agree. No, absolutely agreed. I mean, for me, he's going to be a villain all day. Even if he went to the Titans, I'm not going to like him. It's not going to make me like him any better. 
but I wanted to see because you had them six spots higher than me. So I just wanted, you know, just wanted to make sure. I didn't know what kind, I didn't know what side of uh, the argument you were going to be under here. Yeah, I might uh, need to drop them back. Okay, okay, okay. A little adjustment, a little, little, little tweaks, a little tweaker. Uh, before we move forward here, uh, let the good folks know about the uh, SGPN merch store, will you? About how we uh, let it ride. Uh, yes, I sure will. Give me a second here. Me and Andrew always uh, repping the store. Oh, always, yeah. Even though I'm, yeah, sweatshirt, sweatshirt. Here we go. I do have to get myself a fantasy football sweatshirt. I have two shirts, but I need to get a sweatshirt too. This one I'm wearing <laughs> is thick. It's thick. Uh, but at the SGPN merch store, we're brought to you by the SGPN merch store. In honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, get 10% off anything in the SGPN merch store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. Again, that's SGPNBA. So head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. Mention one item you like in the merch store, which I'm going to do, and that would be the, uh, man, you know what? I, I always talk about the mini helmet, but I love this mini helmet, man. It's awesome. It's cool. Uh, it's easy to get signed, too. You know, you know, hit up Sean and Kramer if you see him. Say, hey, I got bought one of those mini helmets from you guys. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe I can work something out. You guys can sign that for me. Uh, so we'll sign you know, it. The, oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll sign, sign it. it. Yeah, of course. Right. Uh, I do think actually for draft day three, we may all be signing one of these to give away. Not, not right, finalized I mean, yet, but be worth a lot of money. I, I think it could one day. Uh, so yeah, so head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, go to the store. Uh, you know, again, promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of anything. Uh, there's apparel, there's book bags. Justin just got one of those book bags. Oh, that was pretty, dude. pretty dope. The book bags are dope. Like, let me just say the book bags, like they're not multi-purpose use. Like you need to be going to do one thing and one thing only with these bags, but they're perfect for it. Great for, you know, carry on, going to events, going to the park, going to the beach or something like that. It's a fucking nice bag. I I really, really like it a lot. I haven't stopped wearing it. As I I bring a bag to work every day, uh, you know, backpacking it. That's the new backpack. Nice. Yeah. Always good stuff. All right. Who's your next man up here? Who's your next hero or villain? So, um, you know, I think we should talk about the, you know, shout out to Jake Paquin because he did give us this idea. Shout out. <laughs> talking about the tier behind the elite of elite guys, you know, the the tier behind the Hertz, Allen and Mahomes, which for me would be Burrow, Jackson, Fields, Lawrence, Herbert, Prescott, Watson, Tua maybe is right there for me. So those guys, um, any initial thoughts on who your favorite Let's say favorite three. Again, that's Burrow, Jackson, Fields, Lawrence, Herbert, Prescott, Watson. And if you consider Tua, you can put him in there too. So your top two favorite, who are they? Top two is still Burrow and, and uh, Lawrence. I like the passing QBs, man. Um, I'm of that generation, I guess. I, I love rushing quarterbacks, but I just get so, so fearful. It takes one hit. And man, as, as a Bears fan, Justin Fields fan, all last season, man, I saw this kid just slowly grinding his way through games, just barely getting himself up off the ground, having the offensive line sometimes carrying him to the sideline, and then he comes back onto the field and rushes for like 40 or 50 yards. Like I was losing my mind because I'm telling myself, like, God, they need to shut this kid down. Like They need to end the season. We need to tank. And obviously it worked out. Like We wound up getting the first pick, which is great and everything. But you know, when I'm looking at him from – you know, like a booming perspective. It's tougher for me when I'm looking at guys like Lawrence and Burrow, who in my opinion, and I nailed this last year, Burrow was like a QB one through three or something like that, depending on your league. 
the the touchdowns are huge. The total total touchdowns. When I think of guys like Lawrence and Burrow, I think of guys that are safer to hit 35 plus passing touchdowns. And now when I'm thinking of Burrow, now I have that confidence level that he should be a 40 plus touchdown guy every year. When you're looking at the weapons, how it looks like the offense is going to be more vertical. You know, if Joe Mixon is, isn't around less, or they invest in another level of running back that isn't uh, up up to the tier of a Joe Mixon, right? So I'm still feeling very, very good about Burrow. Uh, I would go Lawrence after him, after his emergence last season. I believe it was 25 and seven uh, passing touchdowns to interceptions. Obviously not that threshold that I just mentioned, but you look at the weapons around him now. You look at Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Evan Ingram's coming back for another year. We love Travis Etienne. We're waiting for them to unlock him in the passing game. Um, I'm a big Dearness Johnson truther. And then you look at some of like just the fill-ins, right? Like the Zay Joneses, the Jamal Agnews, right? Like those guys are going to get involved. They're going to get their work. So that's just an offense that I've been absolutely buying into. So those would be the top two guys. I think Fields and Jackson are just kind of like you go one or the other, right? And if you're uh, degenerates like us, you're going to do multiple drafts. When you do a Fields, don't do another one with Fields after that. It'll lean over to Lamar, right? Go into another rushing quarterback. Um, like you had mentioned, everyone loves Allen. Everyone loves Hurts and Mahomes. Those guys in Superflex are going one, two, three, however which way, you know, those drafters are prioritizing if they have multiple uh, drafts or whatever. But And you have I have seen all those guys go in a different order. We've seen Hurts. We've seen Mahomes. We've seen Allen go one. Um, so, yeah, Fields and Jackson are super, super close for me. I would prioritize with Lawrence and Burrow. I still like Dak a lot. I also think that Dak is a hero in, in this type of conversation. I mean, I think that all of these guys realistically are straight up. Let me be your hero. Right? So I, I'm comfortable with any of them, and I'm just differentiating my shares of them because I want to also kind of see as you know, an analyst and a fantasy pundit, I want to see what stacks I can get. I got to have that conversation, right? So I got to figure out like when I can get Jackson with his stacks. I love the uh, the Trevor Lawrence and Jaguar stacking ability. Burrow a little bit more difficult if I if I say because obviously you're trying to get Chase, right? You're trying to get Jamar and and Burrow together, and that can be a little bit more difficult. They don't have the easiest separation of ADP. Burrow being a top five option, uh, Jamar being the second option after JJ, right? Um, there's really no one that I dislike in there other than Deshaun and Tua, but I've bought into Tua. I've gotten some shares of him because I like that Miami build. I don't like Watson, so I have very few shares of, of Watson, but I still have one. Yeah, I mean, and I agree with you on the on the two in this tier. Is It's Burrow and Lawrence for me. Um, I did have it Burrow and Fields, just recently changed that uh, to Lawrence over Fields. Um, and I agree with everything you said. Obviously, the, the really nice thing about Lawrence is you can easily stack in best ball, um, you know, Ridley, Kirk, Ingram, you know, all those guys. So I, I do like that as well. Um, again, I'm, I'm higher on Watson, you know, than a lot of people. I know we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the, the wild card for me in this, uh, okay, outside of Jackson, because we're not sure what he's going to do or where he's going to be yet. So he's obviously a wild card. But the wild card for me is Herbert. We saw him, you know, rookie okay. year, lights out. Last year, good. Could have been better. Um, offense seemed to, you know, sputter at times. But I think that they're going to address the wide receiver three position on the team. Obviously, Keenan Allen's not going to be there forever, so they need to do something there. So I do think that they upgrade. And I think that Herbert has a wild, uh, uh, you know, a, a wide uh, outcome range. I think he, again, has top five, top four potential in that offense with the weapons, uh, you know, what is Austin Eckler going to do? Is he still just going to be on the team? Does he get traded yet? 
Not sure. So I, I think he's the wild card, and, and that's a guy that I'm not quite sure. I have him currently ranked eighth, uh, right behind Lamar Jackson, but I, I just I'm not sure. So so let me ask you, out of this tier here, who do you think has the highest ceiling, uh, and who do you think has the lowest floor? Oh, I think the lowest floor is Lamar personally coming off the injury. Still, we got to see how he's, how he's going to play, how he's going to run. And I just don't love that offense still. I, I know OBJ is coming, but I've never been the biggest OBJ advocate. I love, love, love Mark Andrews, but at times he did not, he looked like a shell of himself at times last season, just didn't look nothing like the level of consistency that he brings the fill-ins, the Devin Duvernay's, the Rashad Bateman's, like obviously everyone likes Rashad Bateman more than a Devin Duvernay, but don't be don't be surprised if Devin Duvernay puts up very similar stats or outpaces Rashad Bateman on a week by week basis. He's a he's a speed receiver. They try to utilize speed as much as they can in that offense. And then of course you're just going to have that middling of, you know, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins and I think that he has the lowest ceiling based or the lowest potential floor based off of the group around him. When you look at Burrow, Lawrence Fields, those offenses have all leveled up. Um, Right now, Herbert, he has Eckler on the roster. If he were to move, I think that you can easily uh, move him behind or drop him even farther. Sorry. I have him at nine. I think you have him at the same. You have him at eight. So I'm even farther on him. So I don't know if I'm like loving Herbert right now, just because of the situation. It's, it's, um, it's evolving constantly, right? We don't know if Eckler is going to stay. There's been the talk, the early talk of the offseason was that they would move one of those receivers. They haven't. They've now come out and said that they're not going to. They still have Josh Palmer there. Like, you, I don't, it's not a hate, not love. I think the what you had said, kind of like that middling group, like the, the anti hero, civilian, I, I think that that's probably appropriate. But so, this is where he's going. So I don't want to like move him back to like QB 12. Like, I'm not going to move him behind Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I'm not going to move him behind Aaron Rodgers. So before you tell me who who you think has the highest ceiling in that group, uh, let me ask you. So you think Eckler leaving would be bad for Herbert? Not good. Yes. And okay. Yes. Uh, b- because I'm I'm of the thought process it, it might not hurt him really that much because no, the no, probably no, no, throw no, the ball no, more. No, 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 no. Look at look go go look at the amount of completions he had last season and how many of them uh, were were Eckler. And I'm gonna just go True, out on a limb that it's about thirty to forty percent. I mean, yeah, and and I don't doubt that. I, I'd have to look that up. Uh, but I don't doubt that. But again, that that's because Eckler's there. If he's not there, then they're probably going to force the ball downfield, and I, I don't see that being a really bad thing his, for him. Could, his could it downfield be... game was not good last year. He, I mean, he just he did not look like he looked in, in his rookie season. And maybe there were some plays that were you know exceptions to the rule in his rookie year, like you know Keenan Allen, Mike Williams just making big up ridiculous plays, ridiculous catches. But when I was watching him throw the ball downfield. Last year, I was closing my eyes, man. I was like, "Oh, here it comes!" Like, yeah. I, I mean, he, at the end of the year, remember he took those shots. He, yeah, he, he was he, injured. He was no, no, yeah. he, he was. He took those shots. They were giving him the shot and everything, and and, and all of that. And maybe that changes. Maybe the, maybe a year removed from that injury will help. I certainly, you know, can um, sympathize with that. But if the best pass catcher on the team is out the door, I just can't assume. I just can't assume that like that just means like, oh, well, Keenan Allen, top 10 receiver. Oh, Mike Williams, top 15 receiver, whatever. Honestly, in my opinion, I lean more now to lo- the lower dot guys in the Josh Palmers, in the uh, Gerald Everett. I was trying to – their tight end wasn't coming to me there for a second. But that's what I'm going to look to because Eckler isn't a big downfield target. He's demanding 
a ton of the passing uh, volume in the lower to intermediate you know, route trees. So for me, that's where he's going to hurt more. So is he doesn't have that safety valve safety valve, excuse me. He doesn't have that easy out when he can't push the ball downfield. And to me, that's his best asset is a, is a deep ball passer. And if that's not there, if it's similar to last year, whew, I'm, I may have to back him up to QB 12 or 13. Again, it's evolving scenario. I think you and you and I both agree. It's more of like a civilian type of uh, situation. I would probably say the hold off on him, holding you know hold off buying or taking on shares of him right now until the situation gets more clear maybe at the draft maybe you see a draft night austin eckler move maybe you see them uh, you know go after an early you know running back and then you see the move made later or something like that so there's definitely some some shaking in the trees over there in uh in los angeles for the chargers i'm interested to see how it, how it all falls out but uh, i think we do need to kind of hold on him and, and wait and see how the situation evolves yep so so uh highest ceiling out of these out of, out of this group here for you. It, it's Mr. Joseph Bittero. I can't roll my R's. That was Burrow. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. I I, I can't. Uh, yeah, Mr. Joseph Burrow. I just I was just saying he could throw like over 40 touchdowns, so I, I don't know how it's not him. Um, and as I said last year, I'm sticking to this. Like He just feels like the next gunslinger. We've seen Allen. We've seen Mahomes. And we've gotten Burrow now for, you know, what, three seasons? Like I think we should be just fine with him like positioned up at the top. Like if Jalen Hurts wasn't there, he's probably top three QB. Okay. I might have him. At, I, I have him at four. Yeah. I have him at four. Yeah. Yeah. We all do. Yep. Yeah. So like to me, I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't play a full season last year. I, I, he kind of should be at three. He threw more passing touchdowns, I believe, than Josh Allen last year. He should be ahead of him, but Josh Allen can run. Like, I mean, other than Patrick Mahomes, he's the guy that I would trust to th- go out there in a fourth quarter and win me the game. I like Allen, has made it to the Super Bowl. I like Hertz, choked in the Super Bowl. It's very true. Yeah, I I uh, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I think Lawrence is right there as well with the weapons that they have and what oh, they yeah. were I'm able to do. I'm with it. Yeah, I, I I think Lawrence is pretty close to Burrow for me as far as what well, I think their their upside cases. They were calling Trevor Lawrence the next Peyton Manning. What I'm telling people right now, Joe Burrow already is. Like he's put up that level of production, all right? And he didn't need that rookie season to be bad. He didn't need to go out as a rookie and throw 17 plus interceptions. No, he came in and he was the real deal out of the gate. And he would have had a more fantastic season had he not been hurt his rookie year. Um, yeah. So going forward, I mean, like you see one injury to those top dogs and Allen or Hurts. And I think you're going to get that conversation going where this league now belongs to a Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm which I think is absolutely what we need because that rivalry is just juicing up, baby. Yeah. Who needs okay. Allen and Mahomes when you've got Burrow Mahomes? <laughs> Agreed. <clears throat> got to love the AFC right now. They're, they're just turning out QBs. Yeah. Uh, I think we've got time for maybe one or two more. Let's see how quick we can go through these. Uh, okay. I want to ask you about a couple of later guys. Sure. Uh, what's up with the disrespect on Jimmy Garoppolo, bro? QB 29? Come on, bro. QB 29? Yeah, I mean... Nah, bro. Come on now. He ain't going to run. He ain't going to run. No, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't wrong there. Strike one. Uh, offensive, <laughs> Sorry, okay, I like where this is going. Strike one. Like uh, offensive line issues. They were projected as the 29th ranked offensive line before the start of the season last year. Okay. They ended as the 10th ranked. So they well went over what they were expected to do. 
that's going to regress back unless they really address it in the draft. Strike two for him. Okay. Well, all right. That's that's that. We're going to say that's a, uh, a pending strike two, but okay. Pending strike two. Uh, and new quarterback in a new system for a guy that obviously is not going to get any yards on the ground has one guy that is really good. And that's Devontae Adams. The rest yeah, of the guys, good guy though. I, it, yes, yeah, pretty very good. good. Yeah. Pretty Devontae good Adams. Though. Fantastic. Right. They have a running back that they didn't pay that they're it was, it was either smart. going to run the complete piss out of him or they'll give him a mediocre, you know, workload. Right. So, there's there's a potential for Jimmy Garoppolo to maybe throw 420 times next year. Potentially, there's a case for that to really happen. Uh, I I don't like that he's going to he he is going to a system that he knows at least, which is good for him, right? But you know, obviously, he well, was I think there. I, he may not know the system, but the coach knows him, and I well, think that the coach yeah, will play to his strengths. That. Correct. He's, he he didn't bring in Jimmy so that he could run something that Jimmy won't be comfortable with. Yeah, I I really for me it's I'm gonna be able to tell within the first couple of weeks if I think Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna be a buy candidate or not on the year mm-hmm. for me because okay. if he's not fitting into the system well and and isn't doing things right, I mean he's a system guy. He reminds me of Alex Smith, right? Like he, yeah, he's yeah. not a guy that that's gonna yeah, go out perfect. and win you the games, but he usually isn't gonna lose it for you either. He's like middle mm-hmm. of the pack, right? On that, right. so um, there's multiple strikes against him. I I don't like what the um you know what the Raiders are are doing with the team it per se they they just mm. I don't know they seem uninspiring I mean you get Jacoby Myers and I like Jacoby Myers but target I, I don't know he's okay Hunter Sorry. Renfro seems to be on the way out they have talked about potentially trading him so there's okay. there's that part of it really it's it's how he can run the system and can he work well with Devontae Adams for me until I see any of that, I'd rather just take shots on, on the rookies that, you know, mm-hmm. that are going to play because at least the majority of them are going to run the damn ball. Um, so, I, yeah, man, I just don't see the production uh, currently. You have Jordan Love ahead of him. That's a yeah. big foul, pal. That's a big foul. Like, nope, I, I, think, I, I have some problems here, man. I think like, Jordan, Jordan Love, do, do you think Jordan Love can run the ball? I think that he can run the ball, but I think that he will have the the potential to be a starting quarterback who doesn't throw more than 10 passing touchdowns. Really? Yes. I would take that profit. 10 passing touchdowns? Yeah, there's 17 games, son. 18 so, weeks, 17 I want, games. I'm You're pretty t- sure I just watched a season <laughs> a couple of years ago with Fields where he threw like seven or eight. <laughs> Yeah, but 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 they historically don't fucking throw the ball very uh, a lot anyway. The Bears, yeah, they have. What are you talking about? Not his. I mean, historically with Justin Fields, they oh, did. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I shouldn't have said historically. I, I missed yeah. uh, over the last, let's say, three to four years. They yeah, haven't yeah, thrown yeah. the ball a whole well, lot. Yeah, dude, we had Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles starting one year, pal. Like, come on now. That year of Madden twenty one was not fun to play. Like, I'm sorry. Like, let's create a player this year. Let's 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 ride. <laughs> Uh, no, dude, some of these names though, like who, who else was up there? I don't have it zoomed in, uh, Ryan Tannehill. It's okay. Yeah. Well, CJ Stroud makes sense. Like I, I get that because when you, when you look at him, like he's a good deep ball passer. I have, I'm the highest on CJ Stroud. I have him at Sam Howe. I'll, I'll, I'll do you a prop bet right now. Sam Howe versus Jimmy G fantasy points per game. Underdog. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Deal. Yeah. All right, done. Charity, alcohol, yeah, liquor, cause, cause I have how, yeah, whatever, man. You whatever you want. Um, well, Sam Howell's the next name that I had down. He was the second one that I wanted to get to. Yeah, say how I have is twenty three, and Jimmy G obviously twenty nine. I'm just, I'm just. It's not, not fair sold. because I'm you also, and I both have Howell at twenty three. We both have him exactly at twenty three. That's not fair. Yeah, and I did that because that's my favorite number. And you know, Sam Howell, come on, Commanders, let's go. Uh, 
Uh, I, I do think, uh, and again, uh, will I, by the end of the year, why, or by the end of the off season, why move up Jimmy G most likely I have him down there right now because I'm not sold that the, that, that the Raiders aren't going to go get somebody. And okay. So Jimmy G's going to be the gap guy. If we're doing Jimmy G, then Jimmy G and Howell, then we got to do Jimmy G and just Jordan love. Cause you have Jordan love ahead of Jimmy G. You're saying that he's going to be better than him this year. Fantasy points per game. Yes. Oh, oh, well, okay. Now that's taking into consideration like injury, because if he gets hurt, through four weeks, doesn't play a full season, and Jimmy like middles the entire year, which I expect him to do. I expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be well secured as a QB2 this season. He is going to be somewhere between quarterback 13 and 24 this year because when he has played a, a full healthy season and he's had good weapons around him, he has done that. In fact, he did that without any weapons the year that Debo got hurt and Brandon Ayuk got hurt, I believe, in their rookie season. And then he he also wound up getting hurt, but neither here nor there. That wasn't a great year for the the, the San Francisco 49ers, but I have him at QB 20. I'm the highest on him out of our group, and that's fine. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, hashtag EIU, you know, ro- hear my Panther roar, whatever the fucking hashtag is. I'm maybe a little <laughs> bit too removed. He's a hero for me, man. Like, uh, I'm not really concerned about moving him up a couple of spots, or I'll just take him at his ADP because – to me, it's a super safe floor based on the value. Like, I just do not see him finishing as quarterback 25 really, or later. Do you really want that as your QB2 on your team, though? You you pick a no. guy and you're like, yeah, he's a safe floor. No, that, that's why he's back for me is I would much rather take the shot on my QB2 on my team having mm-hmm. a large upside. Okay, I, I I I can I can hear that I can hear that I can I can sympathize with that, but also at the same time, I just feel like he's going to get you that consistency. Whereas you are going to take your shots with players that just don't bring it home, and like you had just said, that narrative is built into his ADP. So I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that ADP, and I'm going to soak it up because I, in my heart of hearts, know and feel that he's going to well outproduce that ADP. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that. Like, I, I think he can easily outproduce it. I'm just worried that he's just going to be, uh, you know, average 13 to 14 fantasy points a game. Like, that's not great. I, I don't want that, right? I, he, he just, unless he really is effective and efficient through the air, he's not going to do anything on the ground. Hell, they're probably never going to give him a QB. No, he's not. Rush, he's not a running. I mean? He's not a running quarterback. They're yeah, not going to set him up like that. But he needs to there's be a lot of efficient. other guys that aren't running quarterbacks. Like, yeah. Joe Burrow can run. He can extend the pocket, but the years are going to be coming up where he won't. Yeah, but, but he'll, he'll say nah. Joe Burrow has a a wide, you know, a generational talent wide receiver, and and so does Jimmy G. But he also went to college with this with Jamar Chase. He has how True. many? He has T. Higgins. He has Tyler Boyd. Like he, I thought, you were just going to say he went to college, but yeah, no. Jimmy went to college. Like Eastern <laughs> Illinois is a college. All right, don't make me put it on the damn wall. No, and you know, so I obviously, you know, that's I know you're not comparing them apples to apples right. because Joe Burrow's way, way better than Jimmy G. But yeah, yes, I, I, we can definitely talk about the statue quarterbacks and who is the best and, and all that. I, I completely agree with you that I think he can outkick his coverage on where I have him. I just personally, I'm looking for upside in my QB two, whether it's best ball or redraft. I just don't see it with Jimmy G where I'm going to be like, yeah, man, like I'm so glad I picked this dude as my QB two. He's, he's 15 on the year. Like I, I don't, I don't, he's not prime rib. I get that. Okay. Yeah. He's a flank steak, but I can cook that shit up, baby. I can put some sauce on there, some rub. I can crank that shit. All right. 
And that's what they got to do. <laughs> like, they got to get the ball. They got to get a, a plan, a, a, a playbook that's going to put the ball in Devontae Adams' hands. That's going to get the ball out quickly of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, which, by the way, he's probably got one of the quickest releases in the NFL. Go watch the tape. The kid gets the ball out of his hands faster than most quarterbacks in the league. I'm talking one, two, three. And if old boy figures that out, it, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a very interesting situation. So let's close it out with Sam Howell really quick. Hero, hero or villain. We both got him at 23. Hero, man, th- there's multiple I'm, I'm with things it. to like. And, and again, okay, I, I will set my bias aside a little bit here, but it's really hard to do. I am not uh, a Commanders fan, and I, and I have him at the exact same quarterback ranking. I just don't see – it's a similar situation to me, uh, to Jimmy, but I have yep. behind Jimmy. Uh, I, I bought in on the small sample size we saw last year, the game against Dallas. He was mm-hmm. he was fantastic. Uh, sneaky. He's sneaky athletic. He can run the ball. Yep. Uh, one of the biggest things, though, that I like is who's in charge now. Eric Bieniemy coming to town. Sam Howell's no Patrick Mahomes, so let's just get that out of the way. He'll never be Patrick Mahomes. Not even close. But can he run an offense that is... Uh, you know, efficient to say the least in the NFL. I, I think so. Um, He has great weapons. You know, Terry McLaurin is awesome. He ranks number one uh, over the last two years in contested catches. Uh, Jahan Dotson had a lot of, you know, good things last year going on mm-hmm. for him. He flashed. Uh, they have Curtis Samuel there. That's, you know, he's a good deep threat for them. And the running game is, is fine too. I think Hal can be a top. I'm going to, I'm going to say he'll probably finish potentially anywhere from 12 to 15. Could he sneak into the top 12? I think it'd be hard for him to do that. So I'm not telling anybody to draft them as your QB one, but he has mm-hmm. a lot of upside in this offense. And th- they're going to get an easier set of schedules too because of where they uh, finished in within the division. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- there's just a lot of good things that, that could go right for him. So I think he's a fantasy hero. I have him at 23. I will probably move him up as the offseason goes on as we see flashes from this team with Eric Bieniemy at the helm, let's not move him up too fast, all right? Let's let's keep the uh, <clears throat> let's let's keep the secret in the in the box for a little bit longer. Let me ask you mm-hmm. one question before you go into Sam Howe. If you had to pick right now, because I had this discussion with somebody on Twitter, and I, mm-hmm. I have to get a third opinion here: Sam Howe or Mac Jones? If you have to pick one, Sam. who is it? Okay, easy. We don't even know where Mac Jones is going to play next season. Like, <laughs> we have no idea if he's going to be a Patriot. We have no idea if he's going to go down to Tampa Bay. I've heard I've heard that rumored. Uh, he could be in New England, back with his same squad, and they don't even like him. Bill's yeah. Bill's completely out on Mac right now. Apparently, he went to like some third party r- resource about fixing their passing game, and Bill was like, "You know what? I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a defensive coordinator your offensive coordinator now. You're fucked, pal. Like you're done." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Bill did not like that treachery apparently. And, uh, he's in the, he's in the doo-doo house. He's in the doghouse right now. So don't be surprised if Bailey Zappi rolls out for the Patriots next year. Just saying. Cause that dude is pumped. Like the, the only comments you hear out of him is like, I'm ready to work. Oh yeah. I heard the rumors and I'm here working. Yeah. He 4 was good. He was, Check the he parking lot tape. Yeah. He was, His he sample bad. size was, yeah, he wasn't good. I, I mean, honestly, right now I might take Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones. That's what my gut's telling me. So- so as a non-biased Commanders fan, sell the people on Sam Howe. I mean, the ADP, uh, that's as simple as it is. Like We saw that he was able to get the ball into his best player's hands, which this offense has been glaringly missing. That's why Heineke was so successful. He was like, oh, look, Terry McLaurin. I'm going to throw that guy the ball. He's really good. Like Andrew just mentioned, best contested catch rate in the past two seasons. Like 
the dude's amazing. And for some reason, Carson Wentz just ignored him. Like they were not friends. They were not pals. They were not going fishing after the game. Yeah. Uh, they were yeah, not, not going down to the docks and hanging out. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but uh, Sam Howell was able to, you know, again, in that short sample size, in that, that one game, we saw him be able to hook up with his guys. Um, and I love the weapons around him as well. Uh, Dotson, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, you mentioned. I love those running backs, their ADPs. I love the stacking ability of this team. I can get pretty much the whole squad if I want. So if you want to go all in on a Washington build, it's not difficult whatsoever. It's very easy. Yeah. Yes. Sam, Sam Howell is someone that, well, every one of them, you'll get a value. I mean, Sam Howell is like way back there. And if you still wind up doing another super flex draft, if, um, if underdog brings that back, he's going to be a nice slide in piece. If, if you want to fade a uh, quarterback or play hero quarterback, you know, go like a, a Josh Allen and then park it in the way back with Sam Howell. I'm not against that. I'm, I'm really good with it. And he also makes as a very nice third quarterback in that format. But if you're going back to like, you know, BBM, if we're going to best ball mania and we're going back to single QB format, he's an awesome option on a hero QB type of approach for sure. Yep. I mean, that doesn't mean you draft Josh Allen super early. You just appropriately draft him. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that is all of our uh, heroes and villains for the evening. Do you have anything to share with the folks before we head out? No. Uh, you know, again, uh, like, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, uh, here on YouTube, obviously. And, of course, check us out, overworldsportscamblingpodcast.com under the Fantasy tab. Constantly got articles coming out. Um, you know, tons of good information on there. We'll, of course, be updating our best ball rankings Every week or so, you know, it'll get closer and closer to the year. will be more and more frequent. Um, and, of course, if you have not checked out our Discord, please do so. Uh, constantly talking fantasy stuff. Uh, there's lots of gambling information on there as well if you are a gambler. So check us out on Discord. Hit us up on uh, Twitter if you need help getting in there or have any general questions. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Come ride with us. Jump in the Discord. Come find us on Twitter. At, you know, Ask questions, guys. That's why we're here. We're here to help you the fans, the listeners. Um, and you know what? We got to start talking about Canton too. You know, uh, if you guys are, uh, haven't heard about the Fantasy Football Expo, it's a ton of fun. SGPN is going to be hosting a party there this summer. So, you know, look online for that. Uh, tickets are still very, very affordable. It's a great, great weekend. If you are a football mind, if you just love talking football, it is football talk for as far as the eyes can see. There's fun games. There's competitions. We're all getting crazy, having a good time, drinking, There'll be preseason football, and I believe it's, you know, it's in Canton, Ohio. It's where the Football Hall of Fame is. Another great visit. You know, check that off of uh, your, your bucket list. So, uh, yeah, SGPN is going to be there. Come come ride with us. Come have a good time. You can meet Andrew and I. We are not really that weird. We're pretty approachable. And uh, <laughs> Ryan and Kramer, I know that they shine as bright as the stars, but, again, super approachable, super fun guys. So, yeah, come hang with us. You know, we're, we're, it's going to be a fun summer. Uh, take care. Be well. Be good. And we will see you next time.